Chapter One Hundred of Tales of Laughter. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Linda Marie Nielsen, Vancouver, B.C. Tales of Laughter by Nora Archibald Smith and Kate Douglas Wiggum. The Darning Needle once upon a time there was a darning needle which thought itself so fine and grand it ought to have been a sewing needle be careful it said to the fingers which held it be sure you don't let me fall for i am so thin you will never find me again that's what you think said the fingers as they closed firmly round its body look out i am followed by my train said the darning needle and a long thread came trailing behind it but the thread had no knot in it the fingers guided the needle straight toward the cook's slipper there was a little tear in the leather and it must be mended this sort of work is quite beneath me said the needle i can never do it i shall break i know i shall and break it did did not i tell you i was too slender for such a task asked the darning needle there now you are good for nothing said the fingers but they still held the needle firmly and soon they had fixed a ball of sealing wax on the top the cook now used it as a pin to fasten her scarf ho ho so i'm a scarf pin now I always knew I should make my way in the world. Worth always tells in the end, said the needle, and it chuckled to itself, although you could not see it do so. A darning needle never lets you see it laugh. This one sat bolt upright and gazed in all directions, just as if it were riding in a state carriage. Might I be allowed to inquire if you are made of gold? it asked of its neighbor a pin you have a very bright look and a head of your own though it is ridiculously small you must do your best to grow it a bit of course it is not everyone who is decorated with a ball of red sealing wax the darning needle drew itself up so proudly as it said this that it overbalanced and fell out of the scarf into the sink which the cook at the moment was rinsing down now i am going to see the world thought the needle i hope i shall not lose myself but lose itself it did and as it was washed through a long greasy pipe and carried away into the gutter it said i am not coarse and strong enough to hold my own in this world but i know who and what i am and that's a great comfort and the darning needle kept its proud bearing and did not lose its bright way of looking at things although all sorts of objects passed over it chips of wood and pieces of straw and old newspaper look how they sail it said but they little know what lies beneath them i stick fast here and there goes a chip a mere chip looking as though it was all the world and there's a straw floating by too 
how it whirls round and round it had better take care lest it run against a stone ah and now there is a piece of newspaper giving itself such airs too as if all that was printed on it were not forgotten long ago i have to sit still patiently and alone but i know who i am and that i shall continue still to be and that is a great comfort one day a piece of glass bottle lay beside the darning needle and because it glittered so splendidly the needle thought it must certainly be a diamond so it spoke and introduced itself good morning it said i am a scarf-pin i believe i have the pleasure of speaking to a diamond yes i am a member of that family i believe was the answer and thus they both thought each other very superior and spoke together of the vanity and pride of the world i lived in a girl's workbox the darning needle said she was a cook and had five fingers on each hand but i never saw anything so conceited as those fingers in my life and after all is said and done they were only there to take me out and put me back into the box again were they very aristocratic then the piece of glass asked aristocratic no but very proud they were brothers all born fingers and they kept to themselves they were various heights too the first named the thumb was short and broad and held himself rather aloof from the others he only had one joint in his back so could only make one bow but he said a man could not be a soldier unless he possessed one like him on his hand the second was called sweet tooth and was used to put into sweet and sour dishes to point to the sky and the stars and make the downstrokes of the pen when the fingers wrote a letter long one was the third and could look over all the heads of the others ringold the fourth wore a gold belt round his waist and the last one of all was playboy who never did a stroke of work and was proud of it but i had to leave them said the needle they could do nothing but boast and now here we sit and glitter murmured the piece of glass but at that moment the water came rushing along the gutter and carried off the piece of glass in its arms he has received promotion already said the darning needle it is my pride that stands in my way i am so very fine and i am quite right to keep myself to myself and it sat up erect and proud and was filled with great thoughts i surely must be the child of some sunbeam it thought i am so very fine and the sunbeams always seem to me to be trying to find me beneath the water perhaps i am too slender for my mother to be able to see me i am sure if i had my old eye that was broken off i should cry but i won't it is not well bred to cry then one day some rag muffins came poking in the gutter to find farthings and old nails and other such precious things it was very muddy and dirty 
but they only enjoyed it the better for that ugh cried one as the darning needle ran into his finger ugh you great ugly fellow i am a miss and not a fellow shrieked the darning needle but no one heard it the ball of sealing wax had fallen off and the needle had turned quite black but it felt more pleased with itself than ever for one looks so much slimmer in black here let us stick it into this eggshell they called and the darning needle was fixed firmly these white walls must be very becoming to me the darning needle thought i shall show up well against them and shall certainly be seen at last i hope i shall not become seasick or break but the darning needle became neither seasick nor did it break a steel stomach is a good preventative against seasickness and it did not forget that it was something better than a mere man really the finer one is the more one can bear it thought crack groaned the eggshell as the wheels of a cart passed over it gracious heavens how it presses gasped the darning needle i do believe i am going to be seasick after all i shall break but although the heavy cart rolled over it it did not break only lay stretched full length in the mud and there it may stay for there is no more of its story worth listening to hans christian anderson end of chapter one hundred recording by linda marie nielsen vancouver b c